Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, it's all beers. What is going on? Is Nagy exiting stage left with a Thanksgiving meal? Is he here to the end of the year? Who knows? We'll try to figure it all out on episode 64 now. Welcome in to Believe in Chicago Sports, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. My name is Joey Gelman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gelman. The man on the other side of Skype is Dan Collins. You can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for podcast professionals. All right, full transparency. We recorded this entire show about a half an hour ago. About to sign off, our entire recording stopped, deleted itself, and vanished off the face of the earth. I've checked every folder. I've checked every every Skype nook and cranny you can find. And then we re-recorded to test it. Those worked. The show, gone. So we are going to try to redo the entire show we just did. And we apologize if there are any glitches and weird opinions because we are trying to recapture the magic that was our last show, bitching about the Bears. So bear with us, uh, no pun intended, but bear with us as we get you prepped and ready for whatever's going to happen in the Bear game on Thanksgiving, because everything that's happened before it this week has been an incredible dumpster fire of chaos. So let's start by recapping the week. It starts out with Jordan Schultz, who's Alan Robinson's podcast co-host, talking about how the Bears are in trouble. Matt Nagy has lost the locker room and players are splintering from really following his leadership. Alan Robinson tries to walk back what his co-host had said. Um, obviously he didn't say it with Alan Robinson, but you know, like Dan and I, we're podcast co-hosts. So clearly we talk to each other on and off the air and there's something brewing here with that. It moves along to yesterday or Mark Conkle and Patch reported that the Bears are about to fire Matt Nagy as head coach. His last game will be Thanksgiving. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, according to his source. Chaos ensues, weird press conferences, craziness going on, instability. Come to today's reporting, where Brad Big said Matt Nagy did, in fact, meet with ownership, but however, it seems that Negi is is kind of okay. He's spoken to the team, um, everyone's family. We all love each other. Hoorah! Then today, two reports come out regarding George McCaskey, and it's Habarkish saying that George McCaskey was the one who decided Justin Fields needed to play, usurping Negi and Ryan Pace's power from that decision. And then also, Dan Pompey reporting that McCaskey addressed the team today and said that the reporting surrounding Matt Nagy's firing are false. We sit here now with an upcoming game against the Lions, and there's zero focus on that game. Because everything right now is on the dysfunction of the Bears. Are they firing Matt Nagy? Who's in charge? Is George McCaskey meddling in things he's not supposed to? 
All of this is absolute chaos and is reflective of just the total dysfunction that has become the Bears organization. And, Dan, I, I don't even know where to start with this anymore because it's just, it's a PR nightmare disaster. They couldn't have handled it any worse. And now you're sitting here going, well, what's true? Were they, in fact, going to fire him and the media got a hold of it and now they're not? Were they never going to fire him? Is McCaskey meddling things he shouldn't? Why didn't they come out in front of this ahead of time? All of this just is chaos and adds to this reputation of a, of a team and a franchise that has no idea what in the hell they're doing. So I throw it to you because my anger, I hope, will come back from the last recording of this show and come right into this one as we try to recapture the magic because this is just crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, you you mentioned how you don't know where to begin with this. Yeah, it's an absolute headache. Try figuring it all out from the, the beginning for a second time as we record this show a second time around. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe this one will be better than the first take because we've kind of already talked it out and... No, in the first recording that went corrupt or whatever, I don't know if we ever got to any sort of bit of a, not a conclusion, you're not going to come to a conclusion, like all of this is an assumption, and the way I, I like to put it is, you go all the way back to the very, very beginning, right, the very beginning, which is like, what, 48 hours ago, right, it wasn't even that long ago, so... It all starts out. You have the Jordan Schultz, you know, go the the as you mentioned, the podcast partner of Allen Robinson, coming out and saying that there's you know there's players in the locker room that are disgruntled. It's quite it's quite a number of players, and obviously one goes to us as you know. Allen Robinson does backtrack that right in his comments to the media, you know, making it seem as if, you know, he's not one of the ones, you know, that's part of that source group that his that his co-host Jordan Schultz. Um, anonymously sourced you know in that report but that was just the start of it all right and you look at that and you go oh, okay well is that is there multiple players that that really are is this just one or two trying to you know to get some buzz out like what really is it it's it's very it, it's very reasonable to think that okay perhaps they are in this case just the way the season's been unfolding but then the very next day on the heels of that report right you get mark conkle out of out of patch out of patch.com the 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 newspaper that covers the the suburban land here and very weird right because as soon as it came out you know i i read the tweet because that's where we get that's where i get all the information right about this like right away like you know you go you search twitter you go what the hell is going on like who's saying what then you okay patch.com and and then you look at it, it's you know mark conkle is a pulitzer pulitzer prize winner and not i don't know what he won a pulitzer for i don't think it's for any sports content but you know not like he's somebody on the beat for the bears it's just the way he mentioned it on chicago airwaves it's just a story that fell into his lap so you look at that and you go okay well funny and i mean we're both former journalism students, right? We 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 took uh, a few juror classes together, and just I'll be honest, like just the Pulitzer Prize winning thing alone, like you okay, this guy knows journalism, right? And it's not like he has anything to gain, right? He's not like a sports journalist; he has nothing to gain from dropping this story. And if anything, he only has something to lose, reputation wise, from reporting this. And like, if it's not true, so you go okay, you look at that, and you know, you wonder if it's you know how, if it's true or false. But then everything that unfolds after that, because then the following day, which is you know this morning, we're recording here on Wednesday, right before you know day before Thanksgiving, you have the Brad Biggs report out of the trip 
Tribune, like you mentioned, saying that, oh, Nagy did indeed, like actually did meet with ownership a couple hours after he met with the media. And then he's talking to the team and he's not guaranteeing anything, right? If, if anything, I believe in that report, there was mentioned that tomorrow's never promised, but we're family, like you said. And it's weird because that almost gives that story more credibility, right? The Concord report, like it gives it more credibility in that case. And then, once again, as you mentioned, you get that Habarkus coming out and saying that, oh, McCaskey was actually the one who told who told Negi to start Fields. So now, once again, it gives more credibility, in my opinion, to the Conkle report out of Patch.com. So, okay, so now, you know, Biggs, Biggs from the Tribune is saying that Negi meets with ownership after after he meets with the media doesn't confirm anything with the players except for that he'll be there, you know, Thursday coaching them. And then the whole news comes out about McCaskey saying, hey, get fields out in the field. But then the one that puts a twist into everything is Dan Pompey from The Athletic, at least for me, is puts a twist into everything is Pompey coming out and tweeting that McCaskey meets the players, talks to the players and says, you know, the report from Conkle saying that that Nagy was going to be fired on Thursday after the game is false. So you go, wait a minute here. <laughs> well, hold on. And sure, it couldn't have been false all the way from the get-go, potentially, but why come out now, right? Like the, the day before the game, the, you're, you're doing it like mid-afternoon time. At least that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming when Pompey tweeted it, which was like 2.44, I think uh, it was timestamp central time. I'm thinking like roughly around like, so it was sometime today, I'm assuming that that took place, you know, that his source is telling him that today. I'm assuming today is when McCaskey told the team. So you wait till the following day to confirm that that report isn't true. And to me, it's like, well, why didn't you just come out from the get-go? Because if you didn't want to give it oxygen, right, if you didn't want to give that initial report oxygen, then just don't say anything. If you've changed your mind or if that wasn't your mindset from the beginning and the, the report was false, just play the game tomorrow. However it pans out, doesn't matter. If anything, you give yourself more credibility if you were to go in and say lose to the Lions and not fire him, right? Like Then you could say no. Well, like, yeah, you could, you could talk to the media on Monday or Tuesday or whatever and say, yeah, see, we told you so. Like This was never going to happen. So I don't get it. I, I don't know why you, choo- you, you why you just didn't get ahead of it or if you chose to not get ahead of it, why are you trying now to like get in the mix of it? It's either you didn't get ahead of it, you missed the boat. If you change your mind, let it sail away. So you go back and forth on how much of the initial report was true because it really goes back to the to the patch report. How much of that was really true? How much of that is not true since what, since what we've learned recently? And it's all just a big mess, right? It's, it's all just a big mess. And once again, definitely not handled correctly by the Chicago Bears. At least, how can you say it was? Right, and, and that's what makes no no sense about all this is, is because – you know, you're debating what's false, not false, what have you. But it's, it's if it really is true, and this is what they were thinking, and this all gets leaked out, then just fire him already. Like, like why have this weird back and forth about what's happening, what's real, who's not telling the truth, who's telling the truth, mixed reporting, just, just nip it in the bud. But this organization doesn't know how to get in front of things. Well, and- now they're saying that's not the case, though. I guess, but but you know, it's 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 really strange. Like I don't get how they're just this dysfunctional and how they do PR. And like I think, 
I don't know. Personally, I, I think there is some truth to it. I think I I think this fire naggy chanting all around the city, including Soldier Field, is getting to this ownership. It's same fire guard packs. It's becoming a national embarrassment. People are are fed up and pissed. And so, like like he like George would say, mother is pissed. So I so so there, there's a part of me that thinks it's true, right? But there's also this difficulty in, in, in juxtaposing two things, right? It's Okay, they could be really fed up and really truthfully debating that they want to get rid of Nagy. But there's also the other side of the coin from Hub Argus's reporting about McCaskey saying he wants Fields to be the starter. Well, if if you are ownership and you tell Matt Nagy you want Fields to be the starter and Matt Nagy says no, well, then what does McCaskey come back with? Well, don't worry. We want you to develop him. It's not, the, the wins and losses aren't going to matter this year. Okay, that's a different story. Then, he's not on the hook for anything, and he just can develop as is. But it's it's gotten so bad and so inept and so brutal to watch and to root for, it's it's weighing on everybody. And and that's where I think there is some credence to this, this report, because everyone's just tired of this. And, and, and it's... It, it's got to have some merit to it. And it also just, it, it's like, there's like eight different stories, right? It's like, why is this person meddling? Does this have merit? How can they do this so badly? Why don't they fire him now? Are they going to fire him? It's just, it's 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 the last thing you should be talking about for a game. And no one even cares about the damn game anymore on Thanksgiving. I just don't know how, as soon as that report gets out, if it's really not true, how you're just not that ahead of the game on this, right? How like you just don't come exactly. out and, and say, no, it's not true. Right. Come out if you're George McCaskey and you go, I want to set the record straight. This is not true. Matt Nagy is our guy. No matter if the fans like it or not, he's coming out and telling the truth, saying he's our guy. He's not going anywhere. This is false. But they haven't really done that. Fully, you know, and and I'll go back. I know we talked about it on our last recording of this show, but I'll go back to the point of 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 the Pompey tweet, right? And it says, you know, McCaskey said to the said to the team that the the report was false. But is that really doubling down on your stance on the coach, right? Because if the report is false, that means that regardless of the outcome. Matt Nagy was was the idea that Matt Nagy was going to be fired is not true. That's what you're agreeing with is not true. There's the carve out in there that very well could be that if they do lose, they still can fire him, which I know is a crazy grasp of straws, and I could be mincing and and parsing every word damp on page reporting, but it's it's there for me to pick at, so I'm going to pick at it because it's it could be true. If you lose to the winless Lions after everything that's happened this week, how do you how do you even survive next week in sports talk or in anything? No one's going to be caring. You're going to be three and eight with with, with the Packers and the Cardinals and, and the Vikings and coming up. It's you may not win again. No, and it's a good pick, but again, I, I just don't see how, if it's still on the table, that if you lose badly enough or if certain things happen in the game on tomorrow, because we're recording this on Wednesday, if certain things happen in that Thanksgiving showdown against the Lions, that he could very well still be fired. 
I don't know why you go, especially because you haven't said you didn't say anything initially. I don't know why you then go to the players and say you make it a point to go to them and say that it's false. If in your head, you know, it is still on the table that he that he potentially can be fired at the end of it, because you're right. All they're saying is, oh, they're only saying the report isn't true. But that's not saying that. Well, the report can also the report can be false. But we could still get rid of him whenever we want. But how petty would that be? Really, think about if you were a player. Put yourself in their cleats. If you were told that as a player, that hey, no matter what, that that or not, no matter what, but if if they go to you and say, hey, you might have heard that there's reports that we already told coach that on Monday he's gone no matter what, but we came to this gentleman's agreement that he's going to coach Thursday's game, and then Thursday's game goes poorly or doesn't go. As as say ownership wants it to go, and they and they get rid of the coach anyways. You wouldn't say like, oh wow, like, I'll, like to you as a player, wouldn't that be a little petty? And sure, like technically speaking, if that's how they want to word it, and if that's how they want to spin it, if it does go out that way, okay, whatever. But how obnoxious would that be? And they've been handling this thing so obnoxiously anyways that no, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. But I think it's just silly. And one thing I think we definitely do have to mention here is because it's it's McCaskey, right, who is the one who's talking to the players. And he's the owner. He can do whatever the heck he wants. And apparently, according to Hal Barkish, he's the one that told Nagy to start fields. And it's like, well, where's Pace? Who's making these decisions? Like, And, and I get like you never hear from Pace in this town, but it's still like if that report was somewhat true, was it like a pure ownership thing, just like how it apparently was with fields and like this is what they want? Pace is like your top football guy, supposedly, and like Phillips has nothing to do with it. McCaskey doesn't muddle with things, even though apparently he does. So like, where's Pace in all this? Like, why isn't Pace the one if he is your top football guy and he's the guy who literally hires, if he doesn't leave with Nagy, if and when Nagy's gone, then he's the one who will hire the next guy unless he's gone. At least that's how the chain of command supposedly works. So it's like, there's that thrown into the mix too that's mind boggling. And I don't know. I think it makes for a very, very interesting game tomorrow, even though the way I'm taking it, which is a little different than you are, Joey, is that I'm going into it thinking that they're just not going to they're not going to let this guy go. And think about it this way. If that report was 100 percent true and they did because the report isn't that they have made up their mind to fire Nagy no matter what. The, part of that report was also that they told him. Right. Well, wasn't part of it that they informed yeah, they him informed Monday. him. Yeah. So can you imagine if they if that part was true and they backtrack on it now, like what would have been done is is Negi giving them a phone call and begging for his job or and once again, this is only if that part's true, if if, if, if that's true. And also the McCaskies are half lying about the report being true and like they just had a change of heart. Like if that's the case, then how the heck did that play out? So there's so much weird things with that. And it was funny because, as I already mentioned, everything was lining up to giving that Conco story more credibility. To me, the Brad Biggs report earlier with for, from the Tribune earlier with um, you know, Negi did meet with ownership and then he's not guaranteeing a timeline to his players and that he's canceling meetings, to me, gives more credibility. The Hub Arkers report of, you know, McCassie telling Negi to play Justin Fields. It reminds me like of the Moneyball scene, right? Where like Billy Bean and ownerships going back and forth on who's going to be the starting first baseman or whatnot. And, but that almost gave the Conkle report more, you know, it made it seem more credible, but then the Pompeii thing just turns it all around and it's all silly. Once again, like I've already mentioned, but, and then it goes into just 
to me, now it's like, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to view this damn game. And it, it, it's weird, like, watching it, like, I bl- I just think that the McCaskies changed their mind is what most likely happened. But like you said, I, I, I guess in my head, too, I guess there is still a little bit of me that thinks if this goes poorly, he could be gone. So who the heck knows? No matter what, we know something's true, Joey. The way they handle it, and because they handle it this way and didn't get right on in front of it, it's going to be mentioned probably at least once a quarter on the on the broadcast. Oh, easily. And and that's why their ineptitude is causing this thing, like you've said, to have an extra chance at life here. I mean, it's if they got out in front of everything, whether they were firing them or they weren't, it's done. It's over. This is going to be a story all day during the game. And so it's also think about this. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Joey, as, as you get the mic again, but it's also Bears versus Lions, two backup quarterbacks, winless Lions, the Bears who basically because of the last week's debacle pretty much put themselves out of the playoff race. What's the broadcast going to be doing? But exactly. they're, they're looking for storylines and you're handing it to them. And I don't know if that's part of the thought process, but hello, you run a football team. It should. So. They're going to take that and they're going to eat it up. That should your head PR guy should have been telling you this like, oh, wow, like that should all be known is there's you know how I mean, on these broadcasts, like they'll take a storyline and run with it. Right. Especially if it's a meaningless game. So how are you not ahead of it even for that reason? Because you didn't care. I don't know. I don't know. I just think they don't know how to do any of this stuff. I mean, it's really like it's a bad rec league team sometimes. It's but it's it's. It's weird. It's like, okay, it's one of three things. Ineptitude and idiocy. It's true or it's false. And and we're sitting here because of their history, not knowing which one I can confidently believe in. Because based on their hirings and dealing with crisis and everything, ineptitude's up there, right? But then if they're not telling the truth, well, that's also been something because... Even just this year, they told you for weeks, Andy Dalton's a starter when healthy. And then on a dime, they changed it. There's no way George McCaskey told Matt Nagy this like a day before or three days before the Raiders game. They knew if that was a directive. And they didn't tell you. They flat out didn't tell you that. So they have a history in two out of three of being inept and liars. So you sit here not really knowing what to expect but it's 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 just crazy to me like it it we, we shouldn't we can bitch and moan about the coaching and who should be and who should stay who should whatever but the fact that it's coming from the team that all these reporters are getting these different stories about guaranteed firing not guaranteed firing he's lost the locker room he's not lost the locker room the who's starting the quarterback it's like it it, it almost screams of of just Everyone kind of like abandoning ship. And I heard that today on one of the other shows of, you know, some of the stuff doesn't get out if you're winning or if you have a tight-knit group. Something's got to be, you know, tearing at the seams a little bit when this stuff starts to starts to leak out. And it's it's clear there's a problem here. It's just a matter of if they go against their history and actually get rid of the guy in midseason. And if any of this was... Was true because I mean, everyone was pretty pissed off after last weekend's game, including yours truly. So, you know it. It was a perfect time to do it. But if you're gonna do it, and this shit comes out, 
Get rid of him already. Don't go into this game. Like you said, that's the only thing that's going to be talked about for three hours as I'm trying to get comfy on the couch to get ready to stuff my face with turkey. Well, they might have changed their mind. Like it's, it's either they changed their mind or it was false from the beginning. Like those are the only two things that are basically true. Like either that report was legit false. They fumbled the ball, pun intended, and didn't get ahead of it and say that it was false or it was true and they changed their mind. And it's just absolutely silly. And I, I think, and you know, what does it necessarily matter? But I, I look at the Conkle report and we're, we're both jur, jur students, right? And, you know, you're talking about a Pulitzer Prize winner who that tells me like, okay, they know how to report. And once again, has nothing to gain from it. He's not like, he doesn't cover the beers, you know, for, for patch. He, it's, it's, it's new stuff. I, I took like just a, a quick brief scroll of, of his Twitter timeline. It looks like, you know, it's mostly new stuff. And the thing is like, okay, if you're in that position, and it's, it seems like to one source, I, I didn't hear anything about sources, like nothing plural, who would that source have to be then for you to say, yep, this is something we could still run with? It's one source, and this is worth running, right? Like, it had to be, like, it can't be just a player going out there and saying, like, oh, the because, co- you know, you, even if your mom told you, so, right, like, go, go, and, go in and get another opinion, right? That that's what you, the, one of the funky phrases or whatnot. I don't, I don't know if that's what it is verbatim in jurisdiction school they teach you or whatnot. But so it's like there had to be a high enough source, right, for, for Patch to say, yeah, let, let's run with this. At least that's, that's what I would hope. So, I mean, to, to, to say that, you know, some Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, like, threw that out there just because that's really weird. I, I don't know what the, once again, what they gained from that. And like I said, somebody should know that that is credible enough to where people are definitely going to not only be talking about it, but thinking it's pretty, it's credible enough that it could definitely be something. So that's why you get out ahead of it, especially when you're going into a Thanksgiving game where, you know, Buck is going to be looking for storylines and, you know, you got, you have two backup quarterbacks. That's what it's going to be. So you, you have to get ahead of that. So I don't know, I, I guess, uh, I guess the way we could wrap it up with the, with the, with the mindset here, Joey is as we do this for a second time again, um, is like, Going into that game and after the game, like if he's not fired, which apparently he's not going to be once that's how I'm looking at the words that, that McCaskey put out earlier today. That was sourced from Dan Pompey of the athletic. I don't know. It's like, how do you feel? How do you, you know, the, the fire Negi chance will probably still be going on. Let's see, I, I have a buddy at, at an AEW event at the Wintrust arena tonight who apparently there's fire Negi chance there and they're, they're going to probably keep happening. If you keep them around, I mean, there's quite a, your season ticket holder. There's quite a few more home games. You have to, you have to go to where I'm sure you're going to hear that. So it, it's weird. If you don't do it, then when, like, I think he's gone at the end of the year, no matter what. I mean, I, I don't see this getting any better. And I don't know if they changed their mind because they said, screw it. Let's just let him ride it out because we have made up our mind that he's 90, there's a 99% chance unless he goes undefeated the rest of the year and shows a tremendous growth <laughs> that he's done. So, so you're not really going to make it much easier for him, right? Like if, if there's still some debacles at soldier field, those fire night chance might get, louder now because oh, yeah. of this because of this whole report thing right yeah well it's like i told you like i've i've never heard that like going to games for 15 plus years i i've i've heard some crazy crap at a game but i've never heard an entire stadium chant to fire the coach not only fire the coach but on a drive that the bears had a chance to win the big game 
I know it was slim, but they had the ball back to drive down the field, and they're telling him to get fired. So it, it's 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 not pretty, and that's what's frustrating. Is you go, okay, no matter what happens, what am I looking at the rest of the year? Because I I kind of think there's some merit to it, and now that all this has happened, they're too chicken to do it, and and they're kind of sitting here now stuck because they're scared to deal with it. and They don't want to deal with it. Um, but if it is 100% true, and you did tell him, once again, that would mean you told Nagy on Monday, then he knows he's a lame duck, and now you're saying, like, oh, it's okay, coach the rest of the year, and oh, maybe you can also save your right. job. Well, like, okay, what? But you're right, what? because that, no, you're right, because that's the factor I'm not considering that I may need to, is that part of the story that said he was informed he will be let go Thursday. That's a different animal, if that's true. Because then, how, how, how do you even function? You were told by your boss you're going to get fired. Right. The media got crazy. Okay, now you're not fired now, but you are fired in February. Right. How would you think you could save your job? Like, you could go into that meeting on Monday and make the gentleman's agreement that it's a short week. You'll coach Thanksgiving. What an effing terrible way to go out on Thanksgiving, like knowing that that's your last game. But if that's the case now, now what you extend this gentleman's agreement, like in your head, you know, there's pretty much nothing you could probably do to save your job at the end of the year. So like, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how if once again, if that report is true, if it's not, then obviously you could still kind of make sense of it. But the fact that, I mean, even think about it still, if you're in Nagy's position and that report comes out and if it is true, here's the craziest part about it too is that he doesn't talk to ownership until two hours after suppose like supposedly that's what that, that he talked to me like how did they not give you a quick phone call right then and there if it was if it was false and maybe they did and he didn't like mention it like you know p- potentially they did but if that's true too <laughs> if it is true that you don't talk to ownership two hours after like these report there would be more than two hours after it was two hours after supposing him at the media so if you're not talking to ownership until hours after this report apparently came out what like sure like they don't have to come out to the public and say this is false but how is he how is he not if you're neggy how are you not in the line with them and say excuse me you told me what like i just that's just all funny to me like and that needs to be talked about a little more like i get it maybe you're the owners you're super busy but guess what who do you own the chicago bears who's the guy running the team for you or running the team on the field for you matt Nagy. they said you fired him you want to shoot the guy a text or a phone call and i'm sure that's how it went down but it maybe it didn't and that would that's weird to me too like if you're Nagy, like how do you not how do you feel good that your team that the ownership didn't get ahead of this for you right away Right, and I mean, they may have talked before privately, but yeah, I, I don't get how you'd want to sit here as the face of the franchise knowing that nobody kind of came to defend you until it was too late about your job security. And think about if you're a player, right? They don't have my back if I'm a player, and if I'm a player wanting to come here, oh, I know this ownership doesn't have my back. You know, it's just, it's 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 very weird. It's very, very weird. Yep. Well, we talked a whole lot about the Bears Lions game coming up we for did. your Thanksgiving morning special. Uh, before we wrap it up, give me a. I want two predictions from you, Joey. I want a score prediction, and even though McCaskey says otherwise, I want a will he be fired or not at the end of the game prediction. Give me both. Hmm. Um. Boy. I mean, you have to beat the Lions, right? Like, I, I. I it's weird. Maybe. 
Maybe. Wow. Okay. I will do a 17-14 Lions win. Nagy's fired. That will be what my Thursday will be. Wow. I was actually going to go with like a 2017 Bears win. Nagy stays. Not because the result is a win. Because I think even if they lose, unless it's like by you know 20 points or something, but if they lose by a score, two scores, I don't know. Well, if it gets into the two-score range, who knows? But yeah, I'm going with 2017 and... Matt Nagy stays. All right. Well, hey, last thing before you wrap this puppy up. Last year, we had our Thanksgiving food power rankings. I just want to see if you're still on on, on track with this Biscuits. So you had... Biscuits. You had number one, mac and cheese. Number two... Or baked mac and cheese. Excuse me. i got to be specific. Two biscuits, three stuffing. Do you stand by your your rankings? Mac and cheese, biscuit, stuffing. 100%. Mac and cheese and biscuits are 1A, 1B. has to be baked, of course. Um, And then stuffing is definitely going to come in third place or, you know, 2A, right right behind them. Uh, I literally only have stuffing once a year. It's for Thanksgiving. It's also delicious, but sorry, I'm not going to have it any other time than Thanksgiving unless, like, maybe I'm somewhere and they randomly have it. (laughs) So, yes, that is 100% still my power ranking. Okay, good. I don't want to. I don't want to scare the, the viewers off. Really? Did you try the baked mac and cheese last year? Sometime was it like during the any part of the holidays? Because I remember I kind of sold you on it, but I don't know if it was throughout the holiday season or something. If oh, you, you know, I think we made it during the holiday, not for Thanksgiving, because right, I remember. But we did do it like later in the year, and it was fantastic. So it's again now. Now that I'm back home in Chicago. I kind of have some some fights to pick to try to get new things on the menu with my family. <laughs> uh, so not this year, but I'll try to I'll try to swindle them on it for next year because it's damn good. There we go. Well, to all the fans out there, jump on Joey's Twitter at Joey Gelman and tell him get the baked mac and cheese going. Uh, that's going to wrap this one up. Definitely, if you're listening to this before the game or even after the game, I'm sure. However it is you're dissecting this this talk we had here, uh, going to be very interesting after the outcome of the matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. I myself, as I wrap it up, also on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. This fine show is there and believe in Chicago. As always, we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.